preaching movement or worship of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and especially our spreading Krishna consciousness around the world relate to the cultivation of Rajabhakti or very often as people use the Sanskrit terminology for instance Yusvarup uh, and more specifically, how does it relate to cultivating your Majari soup? I hope I'm not using uh, forbidden phrases here. But, uh, and uh, of course, uh, the uh, certain Vaishnav societies or certain Vaishnav uh, groups uh, certainly have been challenging uh, ISKCON since its inception, its ability to actually deliver the goods. And by deliver the goods, I mean to actually enable people to go back home, back to Godhead. Everyone knows that phrase, to go to the local Vrindavan uh, and uh, to become a Vrindavasi in some particular service of uh, Radha and Krishna. Be that way as it's described here uh, in the mood of uh, Madhuryaras uh, or in uh, some other rasa or relationship, servitude, friendship, parenthood, and so on. Uh, very often the charge that's lodged against us is that actually ISKCON teaches Vaidhi Bhakti, regulated devotional service, and as Krishna states in Chaitanya Charitamrita, regulated devotional service leads to Vaikuntha. That we don't give any particular emphasis to spontaneous devotional service that's otherwise known as Radha Bhakti. This verse points out that this is an absolute fallacy and it explains why. And if you don't mind, I want to just explore the details uh, of this uh, verse because like many of the words of the Acharyas, uh, they are very deep very significant and uh, often with the wealth of literature that Srila Prabhupada has given us we tend to read uh, Prabhupada did ask us to read his books uh, but he also mentioned the word to study in fact with Nectar Devotion he talked about memorizing And uh, I sometimes ask this question from the devotees, when you're reading books, who actually, as you're reading, reads the Sanskrit out aloud or to yourself? And who skims over the Sanskrit or Bengali? And especially the word-for-word -word meanings. Uh, and usually, most devotees that I've encountered do uh, neglect to really see, well, what is it that the author is originally saying? 
Of course, that's being perfectly portrayed by Srila Prabhupada's words. Uh, and at the same time, what is the flow, the melody, and the meaning uh, of, uh, of those verses. So this is uh, one, one such verse, and it gives the answer to this question that I posed, and the answer is yes. By preaching and by practicing sadhana, sadhana bhakti according to the process given us by Rupa Goswami and particularly uh, filtered or uh, given to us by Srila Prabhupada that that will enable devotees to achieve the perfection that Srila Prabhupada always talked about, which was go back home, back to God in this life, in one life. Uh, okay, so you see in this verse it says, Jata Jata Gaura Pradara and then it says, Tata Tata Sarva Vidya Kasma. So, Jata Jata, Tata Tata. This is a, uh, these two verses set up a certain type of dynamic uh, or tension uh, in which one implies the other. That the first two lines uh, imply one thing and the second two lines something else and they're connected. Uh, so, uh, here you have the yata-yata, uh, when, to the degree that someone worships Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, to that degree, automatically, their relationship with Srimati Radharani naturally develops. Automatically. It's going on. Uh, it may not be apparent to others. In fact, it may not even be apparent to the practitioner until a certain stage of devotional service. But this is what Lord Chaitanya came to give. So, yata, yata, tata, tata. As much as you serve Lord Chaitanya, to that degree, it develops. So, it's a proportional arrangement. That means you give 20% service here, you get 20% development there. Uh, you give full service and you have full development on the uh, other side. This, uh, this methodology uh, comes up in different, uh, different verses, different parts of Shastra, Srimad Bhagavatam, Chaitanya Charitamrita. I'm just reading one verse, which is a well-known verse. Uh, these devotees who have read the 11th canto, this is Krishna speaking. He says, Yata yatatma parimimjati so matpunyagata shabanadividhanai tata tata vasyati vasti sukshvam chakshu yatai vanjana sampurayukta says when a diseased eye is treated with medicinal ointment, 
it gradually recovers its power to see. This is just the example that's given now. Similarly, as a conscious living entity cleanses himself of material contamination by hearing and chanting the pious narrations of my glories, he regains his ability to see me, the absolute truth in my subtle spiritual form. So, yata, 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 yata. in this verse, the same thing is said. As much as you chant it here, to that degree, you get realization of Krishna. And I'm hearing Krishna saying to actually get realization of Krishna's form. Um, so, uh, I don't know, uh, more uh, mundane example uh, is, for instance, you can say to the degree that you, you're mobile, to the degree that you perform exercises, to that degree you are healthy. So health is proportional to exercise. Uh, we have the uh, we have the situation of being quite immobile uh, often in our services. In other words, that especially myself sitting behind desks and sitting in a chair, it's a very over a long period of time, very unhealthy situation. So unless we move, the best exercise is chaitan, uh, dancing and chanting. Unfortunately, at a certain point in life, you realize that you can't dance and chant in the same way. Uh, of course, yoga, simple yoga exercises are said to be the number one way of actually keeping the body fit. But anyway, that's the proportion. To the degree that you uh, perform, for instance, yoga, to that degree, your body will remain relatively healthy. Okay. So here the real key that we're looking at is somehow or another, how we're getting the continual mercy of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And Srila Prabhupada had said this so many times, how it's not difficult to get Lord Chaitanya's mercy. Uh, if Lord Chaitanya is so kind, he's already so merciful uh, that getting Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mercy, or if I put it the other way, not to get it, one has really have to have done something extraordinarily outrageous. Like Jagai Madai. Commit very serious Vaishnava Aparad. So here it says, and sort of the disadvantage of not having the translation uh, on the board is Vendeta Bhaktin Krita Punya Rashi. This word Rashi means a large quantity, a multitude. So to the degree that one performs pious acts, one may actually find the uh, privilege of rendering bhakti or devotional service to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So this goes back to the question is how we come to Krishna consciousness. 
Uh, and uh, we have here, it says you have to perform a multitude of pious acts. Now, piety here doesn't mean uh, planting trees or digging wells uh, or uh, even building hospitals and stuff. Uh, here, piety uh, really means that one performs some devotional activity. And those devotional activities may be that one has already rendered devotional service in their past life. Prabhupada had said that quite often, isn't it, in our past life? Yes, thank you. I guess without a microphone, that's just... For me, you're always a Maharaj. He was the greatest enthusiast and still is for both Beat the drum of sacrifice. Yes. So, uh, yes, the devotees have actually, being devotees in our past life, uh, Krishna also says, Atavam yoginam leva kule bhavati tibata. So, some persons become yogis or take birth in the families of yogis, but some who are very fortunate take birth in the family of devotees. That's why our children who take birth in the family of devotees, and they're very, very special. Most of our older folks, uh, we took birth in the families of non-devotees who may have been relatively pious. But somehow or another, have to start the fire, and that's what we have to work with. There were not many devotees in the Western world when Sri Prabhupada came. So what is the, what is a devotee in one's previous life? Rupa Goswami starts off nectar devotion in this way, or Bhakti Rasamita Sindhu. The other, uh, of course, is that one has had and was fortunate to get Sarasanga to really get the association of Vaishnavas, somehow or another, uh, that uh, by the association of the devotee, one comes to devotional service. Uh, there's the ex example, I'll just say it very briefly, of one of our god-brothers in Mumbai, who was a professional thief. And, uh, he noticed that Srila Prabhupada had a very good quality watch. And he started coming to the programs to steal Prabhupada's watch. Anyway, he's still a devotee now in Mumbai. You were a thief too? From Mumbai. Oh, from Mumbai. And of course, that's what happened to uh, some other thieves to Lloyd Nityananda by trying to steal his ornaments. They also became Vaishnavas. So it's not the ideal way to get Sarasanga, better to hear. But even that way, the association of Vaishnavas, especially of great Mahabhagavatas, 
Of course, the Lord Himself, Lord Nityananda, or extraordinary uh, empowered person like Srila Prabhupada. Uh, anyway, anyway that you get in touch. Srila Prabhupada was walking down the street, I don't know of what city, someone can call her out uh, if they know. And uh, he was walking on the sidewalk, and you know, between the cracks in the sidewalk, there was some grass growing. Just a few pieces of grass. So Prabhupada pointed it says, demigods have come to take the dust from the lotus feet of the pure devotee. True story. So, uh, somehow or another, uh, just to get that one second association, what to speak of longer association. And then Agyata Sukriti, drunks are on the street while we're doing Harinam and they imitate and they're also singing Hari Hari Rama Rama. They're beginning their spiritual life. Receiving some prasadam, so many ways. Akyata, unknowingly, one has contact with some devotional element, uh, be that a devotee, prasadam, the holy name. People just purchase the book, and this is in the Gita Mahatmya. But of course, Srila Prabhupada had also said. If they read a page, if they read one line, if they just read one word, their lives will become perfect. He's referring to Srimad Bhagavatam. So just one word. Because it's transcendental sound vibration. It's, uh, it may look like any other word, but it's words which have descended, come down to us, from Sukadeva Goswami through the mouths of our disciplic succession. So there's so much power. Uh, there's so much extraordinary uh, power infused uh, into these states. And people even like that. And of course, there's so many stories uh, of devotees who have become devotees, either their parents, relatives, got a book, or somebody uh, found a book or magazine in a, a garbage can, uh, or even they were on the verge of committing suicide and just somehow or out of nowhere uh, came a publication uh, of the society. So people come to Krishna consciousness like that, and by that superty, and some, then they're able to actually engage in bhakti. And of course we say, well, all right, what is, what is devotion? What is devotional service? Well, everyone agrees that devotional service is the Nava Anga bhakti, that Prahlad Maharaj says, Shavanam, Kirtanam, Smaranam, Archanam, Padasevanam, and so on. With Special emphasis on Harinam, 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 Eva, Eva, Indeed, all these other activities, 
uh, they have to be connected somehow or another with the chanting of Hare Krishna. So, uh, Kirtan is there. Uh, what else do we do? Of course, we follow our Mahajans. Uh, who are Mahajans? Mahajana Jena Vatasamanta. Alright, there's Narada, Shambhu, Bhiv, and so on, Vishwadev. But our immediate Mahajan is Srila Prabhupada and Manchatattva. There are Mahajans. Mahajana Jena Vatasamanta. What is that Panta? What is that? path, what is the route which they themselves chalked and showed by their own personal example. And of course, of, uh, of all of these Mahajans, one is considered to be very significant, and that is Rupa Goswami. It's significant because we're all named after Rupa Goswami in the sense that we are Rupa Nuga Bhashavas. So Rupa Nuga means we practice devotional service in the way that Rupa Goswami presented it to us, in the way that bhakti or devotion was presented by him under Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's order. Lord Chaitanya instructed certain devotees. Rupa Goswami, Sanat Goswami, Das Goswami, to compose transcendental literature. Uh, and he gave each of them very specific uh, context. There's a very wonderful section right at the end of Jaya Dharma where Bhakti Thakur explains what was the empowerment that Lord Chaitanya gave to his most Mahajan uh, followers. And of course, aside from his writing books, but we say that on a regular basis, Sri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Stavitam Jenobhishtami Swayam Rupa Kadamaya Dadati Svapadantikam Isn't it interesting that Srila Prabhupada included that verse in you know, our first Bhagavad Gita that was part of the Mangala Charna? part of the invocation. So, to establish the, uh, or to actually facilitate the mission uh, that uh, Rupa Goswami established uh, in this world. He established Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mission. And what was that? To spread the chanting of the Lord's holy name to every town and village. So when we talk about bhakti, what is this Gaurapadarabhinde, what is the uh, bhakti to the lotus feet of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? It means these two things, apanachari koriyaprachari. It means to preach and to also practice. Uh, both things have to be there. There is sometimes a tendency for uh, devotees that we really spent a lot of energy in preaching and spreading Krishna consciousness and talking about Krishna, uh, which should be done, but at a certain point it comes to the extent, uh, at the expense 
of actually studying, reading Srila Prabhupada's books, and understanding just exactly what is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mission and how it's meant to be achieved. Uh, what is uh, Lord Chaitanya uh, giving us? So what's the result of that? Well, the result is that due to this devotion to Gora, uh, then that devotion, which is in a devotee's heart, one will, and now here this is in the words, Tata Tatut Sarpati Ut Sarpati Ut Sarpati means to go upwards, to glide up. Now usually you don't glide up, you glide down. But here it says glide up. So it's a, it's a mountain. It's extremely difficult to attain. This is how Anavatam Dastakur concludes his prarthana that the path of Raja Bhakti is very slippery and very difficult to actually navigate. But by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mercy, something that is a real uphill climb, that you're gliding up, you glide up by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mercy. So this is in that word, Ut-Sarpati, Riddha-Kasmad, Radha, Padamboja, Sudhambhurashi. So one glides upwards and becomes the proprietor, the recipient of lots of nectarian water from the lotus feet of Srimati Madhurandi. The real thing is, once again, yata, yata, tata, tata. How much of this Gora Bhakti is present within our heart? How much Gora Bhakti as a credit have we assimilated? Especially in our lifetimes, once we start hitting older age, that what have we done to spread this Krishna consciousness movement? Uh, and to actually perfect our own spiritual life. Ridya Kasma uh, is present within the heart. So how much kirtan have we done? How have we become detached? How much knowledge have we acquired? Vairagya Vidya Nitya Bhakti Yoga Purana So this is what uh, bhakti yoga is vairagya vidya vidya bhakti yoga. Renunciation and knowledge, they come side by side, of course. The more that you become learned, the more you become uh, renounced. And Srila Prabhupada will quote Bhakti Unod Thakur, and how many, how many books have you written, and how many uh, temples have you opened, and how many devotees have you made, and what have you contributed to this Sri Chaitanya Manovistam Stapitam Chena Bhutali? To Rupa Goswami's assisting Rupa Goswami and the six Goswamis of Vrindavan uh, and our Panchatattva in furthering the mission of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. For what uh, Chaitanya Charitamrita describes as being the external reason for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's appearance. And that's a very interesting 
interesting topic uh, we don't have so much time for, but how Kadarajul Swami talks about Lord Chaitanya's internal mission and external mission. Uh, the internal one was for he himself to be relishing uh, the mellows of devotional service and the external is to uh, get the world to dance and chant in the ecstasy of Krishna consciousness. So Prabhupada used this word automatically. Uh, and here's where this automatic comes in. Jita, jita, tata, tata. So as much money as you put in the bank, to that degree you're going to get interest. Well nowadays they don't give much interest. In fact, nowadays they charge you to put money in the bank. But in days of yore, they used to charge, they used to give lots of interest. When I first opened my bank account, uh, I was getting 8% interest. Uh, that was very young. It was part of our school. It was part of our great school obligation to open, uh, open a bank account. So um, one day at the local bank, you had uh, you know, a whole slew of 10-year-olds standing in queue to open their bank account and deposit their dollar or something like that, which was a lot of money in those days. So, yes, we're, we glide, glide up. Uh, so one becomes the proprietor of the water of the lotus feet of Srimati Radharani. Now, when we talk about this being a proprietor uh, of the uh, water, of the uh, water that is washed, Radha's lotus feet, you're generally talking about a position of servant or servitude. So, uh, here the implicit statement is, is that one becomes a servant, maid servant, because men can't serve. Only females can serve. So, this verse very nicely answers this question of how does this Krishna consciousness movement and how do our members uh, attain uh, this destination of becoming a majority? How does their spiritual identity manifest? You're not making this conscious effort to chant 64 rounds a day to Shtabhajitatamugami and you should live in Vrindavan. Srimadhu Swami says you should live in a holy place so just retire and live in Vrindavan or just stay there uh, in your youth uh, and chant Hare Krishna and hear about Krishna's intimate pastimes. And that is not the path that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu wanted in order to spread Krishna consciousness. And there were these two paths. One is the exoteric and one is the esoteric. Uh, and the Thayananda Goswami or the uh, followers of Prakeshwar Pandit. That was the, the process that was given to them. Uh, this is again Bhakti Thakur. But the process that's given to Raghunandas Goswami was that yata yata tata tata, you practice Krishna consciousness uh, and 
the keep the other things internal. The internal natural development comes within the heart and gradually devotees become more and more aware of it. Just just last week I had one devotee, uh, a good friend, and we were talking and so he was asking, well, I'm getting these thoughts and I'm getting this inspiration as I'm chanting Hare Krishna. I'm not doing anything for it, it's just coming automatically. Because that's what the verse says, that as you render devotional service to Krishna, you become spontaneously, naturally uh, attracted. Uh, so, uh, I'm mentioning something that really should be known because we should know where we're going and how we're going to get there. And there's also specific sadhana that leads there. Uh, that sadhana that goes on uh, in uh, that goes on uh, in uh, succession after the perfection of uh, regulated devotional service. If I get there, I'll get to quote the Srila Prabhupada. Now we've gotten to part two, so I sort of zoom through a little, through the word for word. I, I, I wish we would have had a little uh, more time. There's so much to uh, unpackage uh, there. Uh, but at the same time, devotees uh, should not enter uh, into things for which they are not qualified. So it's a very fundamental principle of Krishna consciousness. Krishna mentions this on several occasions also uh, in uh, Bhagavatam, Srisi Karmani Abhirata. So that, uh, excuse me, that doesn't put our mind to. That one, uh, one should progress forward in spiritual life according to one's qualification, according to one's attainment, that becomes then the right to purchase the next step. Like you go up a flight of stairs. So if you're on, if you've gotten past the first flight, then you can get to the second flight. There's no point trying to jump up to the second flight if you haven't gotten to the first flight. So it's a sequential, natural development. Uh, and that's how we should go. So what about this idea, well, why can't I just retire to the down and worship Krishna? And that's a long topic, but one answer is because it's very difficult. It's a very difficult process if you want to worship now Krishna without putting emphasis on Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Now, Kavaraj Goswami gets very explicit and he gets very strong people who want to worship Krishna uh, and to neglect Chaitanya Mahaprabhu are demons. So especially Prabhupada Saraswati, he's like a real, he's a real, uh, I won't say the word fanatic because it has bad connotations, but he's uh, very, very heavy when it comes to certain statements. 
So, like, for instance, uh, in another one of his books, Brindavan Mahamamrita, devotees have seen that book or read that book? Okay. Uh, there's a lot of books to read, and it's okay. Prabhupada said it's okay, especially if you can get DDT versions, publications. They, they will be coming hopefully in due course of time. DBT has a real quality production method, and that quality often takes quite a long time. So, Rupa Goswami, in, uh, and I, this is the verse beginning with Anoghar Anasamgar, and uh, I'll just read the translation, or at least I'll explain it. He says, devotional perfection is very difficult to attain. He says for two reasons. Why is that? One is because to attain Krishna or to attain love for Krishna and get Krishna's mercy, you have to have attraction for him. You have to have affection for him. So he's saying that you have to go in a sequential process. In order to get to Baba, you have to have asakti. But he's saying asakti is difficult to attain, so you have to get asakti. Uh, and uh, even if you have attraction to Krishna, and even if you're attracted to Krishna, and still Krishna doesn't give perfection very easily. It's not an automatic thing. Even once one has reached there, still Krishna takes his time. He makes you beg for it. He brings you down to your knees. Or at least, if you want it, you have to really, really want to beg for it. Uh, because to get love from Krishna means that you control Krishna. And Krishna just doesn't put himself in the hand of anyone and everyone. So he says, for these two reasons, it's very difficult to actually to attain perfection in Krishna consciousness. So one should, rather than just try to approach Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, excuse me, approach uh, Krishna directly, we need to go through Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So many times Srila Prabhupada was saying, don't try to jump over, go through. So similarly we go through the disciplic succession, through our uh, Mahajanas, we go through our uh, six Goswamis, we go through the Panchatattva, we go through Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And that's how so, uh, a certain question arises, and of course, when Lord Chaitanya appeared, he really wanted to, uh, he wanted to uh, give again the spontaneous devotional service of the Pujbasis in four different mellows. Uh, fourth chapter of Adi Lila. Who has studied that fourth chapter of Adi Lila of Chaitanya Charitamrita? Yeah, it's very, very important because this really, all of those chapters, initial chapters, 
very difficult in one sense. Some of them are quite a lot of philosophy, uh, but especially when it comes to uh, Lloyd Nityananda's tattva. But nonetheless, uh, here, uh, why has Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appeared? And he's appeared to give that which has been lost and actually not been practiced for a long, long time. So on our Kalo, so this Anutochvala Ras, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Ras, that is one of the 14 key verses of Chaitanya Charitamrita. May the Supreme Lord, who is known as the son of Srimati Satchadevi, be transcendently situated in the innermost chambers of your heart. Resplendent with the radiance of molten gold, he has appeared in this age of Kali by his causeless mercy to bestow what no incarnation has ever offered before, the most sublime and radiant mellow of devotional service, the mellow of conjugal love. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has come to give that mellow of conjugal love. Even friendship, especially servitude to Krishna, uh, was uh, existent, but conjugal love up until the time of Madhavendra Puri had been sort of an unknown, had been lost. I'm going to read the purport through the Prabhupada's purport and explanation of how Kalaraj Goswami elaborates on all of these verses. So this is what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to give. That doesn't mean that other things are not relevant and that devotees cannot acquire the other mellows of devotional service. They are also there. We see in Chaitanya Charitamrita, Lord Nityananda's cowherd boys are there, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Gadadhar Pandit, Gopis, we see Advaita Charya, Lord Shiva, Mahavishnu. So everybody is perfectly situated and they're all specific mellow. This is one of the uh, perfections of Vaikuntha thinking is that everyone is perfect. Wherever you are, whatever you're situated, however you're serving the Lord, it's the best way for you. But still, Srila Prabhupada will say in a comparative analysis, this is considered to be the sweetest, most relishable, and Shaitanya Mahaprabhu gave the opportunity for devotees to actually uh, relish uh, this uh, mellow of devotional service. Uh, I have to stop at this point uh, because it's 9 o'clock and uh, I won't go any further. But there's uh, a lot further to unpack. <coughs> and especially uh, emphasis on Srila Prabhupada's uh, books. I will just, uh, which of course Srila Prabhupada said, if the uh, beginning, we don't, uh, excuse me, if we don't chant, and if we don't study Srila Prabhupada's books nicely, 
and ultimately one will fall down. So that's mentioned uh, in Chaitanya Charitamrita. Srila uh, Prabhupada has given a uh, perfect, uh, perfect formula. We have to actually follow it. I'm looking for something. Mm. So, can devotees ask the question, well, what if someone has eternal relationship with Krishna as cowherd boy or in some kind of other relationship? Can it be changed? I just want to read here what Srila Prabhupada says. This is in Chaitanya Charitamrita. Uh, and he's quoting Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur. Thus devotees who are in relationship with the Supreme Personality of Godhead in conjugal love are considered to be the most confidential devotees of Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Those who engage in the service of Lord Nityananda Prabhu and Lord Advaita Prabhu generally have relationships of parental love, fraternity, servitude, and neutrality. When such devotees develop great attachment for Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they too can become situated within the intimate circle of devotees in conjugal love. Srila Prabhupada's books. You can gloss over it if you're not careful, but it's there. Everything's there. You have to actually study it very carefully. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mercy is really unlimited. He's coming to give us this wonderful access if we actually want to go there to Srimati Radharani's uh, eternal service. But you do have to work for it. So first you, what did Prabhupada say? First aspire. Deserve, then deserve. Deserve, then deserve. Did deserve? Then desire. So, but at a certain point, you come to deserve. You deserve it. But we have to work for it, and it requires that we think how am I going to actually render the service to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that I can actually come to this stage of perfection that's being described in this uh, verse. So celebrating Gorpunima is not just a, uh, a ceremony, it's not just a festival, it's not just a feast, it's not just a good time to dance and chant. What did Lord Chaitanya come for? And are we making the most of what it is that he's actually given us? Jai Shri Prabhupada Ki Jai Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Ki Jai Jai Shri Chaitanya Thank you all very much. Jai Shri Thank you.